Welcome to Top Dog Podcast. I'm Katja. Hello, I'm Adrian. Good that you're here and uh, good you're taking your dog on a walk as well because this episode will go at least for half an hour and that's how long you should take your dog, minimum. Yes, and during that walk you will meet people who, just like you, love their dogs and who do amazing things and have great ideas. And they definitely will make your life better and even your dog's life. So, Katja, what do you think? Should we unleash the dogs? This program is rated D for dog. It contains sniffing, scratching and doggy themes. Say cheese, but don't swallow too much. The surface up. My top dog is up there too. I can do what you do. But I can do better. <laughs> and of course, and of course, and of course. Yeah. <laughs> top dog on spot challenge. The top dog odd which I can't say spot challenge has to be proved very difficult, not only for us. Katja, even for all the contestants, we haven't found a dog yet that can actually say it, that is able to spell all these words. Now, we decided to leave that challenge open to any kind of whatever people or dogs or animals want to be challenged with. What do you think? I think that's a great idea just to have um, a few more options because we might have some surprises. That's right. So if, a, if an earthworm wants to sing the American anthem or Australian anthem, it's very welcome. If a giraffe wants to knit a jumper, please don't be shy and uh, write to us. And uh, you can contact us under woofwoof at topdog.space. But first, we dug through the internet and found some odd spots that make you laugh, cry or inspire. And I might start off if that's okay, Adrian. Yes, please shoot. What is it? Okay. I found a story about a dog who decided to join a marathon in Morocco. So he joined the Marathon de Sable in Morocco, uh, which is 140 mile trek so that's what 200 and let me calculate 225 kilometers and he came he didn't quite run the whole thing he ran 100 miles and he emerged as the clear fan favorite so they gave him a name called cactus he finished 52nd place out of 800 contestants. Wow, is that all? But dogs normally are faster than humans, aren't they? I think he saw it more of a social thing. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did he know where to run to, which direction? He just ran with all the other ones. Well, correct, he ran with the other ones. So um, not only did they give him a name, someone created a Twitter account for him and he tweeted or his ghostwriter tweeted that he was so happy to be doing the walkies with so many lovely people. So I do think it was a social thing. All right. Well, there we go. So dogs do human things and humans do doggy things like this television series uh, in England on Channel 4. 
This series is called Train Your Baby Like a Dog. So it explores a brand new approach to parents struggling with their child's behavior. So they train your child like a dog. And the idea came from the animal behaviorist Joe Rosie Haffenden. And instead of telling kids what not to do, she believes in motivating and helping them to understand what to do, like you do that with dogs. And she has tried that method with her own child, and it was positive. Now she wants parents to teach, or she wants them to embrace positive dog training for children. And she says herself on the channel website, if everyone parented their child the same way we are training our dogs, we'd end up with much more caring and compassionate human beings. Our homes could be transformed from exhausting battlegrounds into oases of calm. And even the executive producer, Karen Blump, on the same website said, if everyone trained their children like dogs, I honestly believe they would be happier, more confident, and yes, a lot better behaved. And I can only say, I actually agree with that. That sounds like a good idea, as long as we don't feed the kids dog treats or something. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite dog treats, but any other treats, yeah. So it does actually work, she says, and she has... uh, first series, I think the first episode she tried on an 18-month-old girl who refuses to sleep in her own cot and has nightly screaming fits and obviously it worked. But Katya, we might be the only ones that agree, but uh, there's a lot of criticism. Many, many people don't like it. So there's a petition on the website change.org that demands that the show is going to be axed. So far, 25 people have signed because they think that that program is dehumanizing to children and could potentially turn those involved into prime targets for grooming in the future as they will have been taught to comply to an adult's demands, and regardless of their own comfort or autonomy for reward. That's the official explanation. Mm, but the show is popular so far. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Maybe people who don't like it could just use the magic button on the TV remote and turn it off. That's a good idea. Many people do use buttons these days anyway, for different things. Speaking of buttons, if you don't know how to use things, well, maybe you should read the manual. Or are you the person who likes trying things and see how it pans out? What do you do, Adrian? At my age, I read the manual first, don't understand, and then I use every button and try out till it works. I interviewed a photographer called Christian Fehler, who makes beautiful snapshots of dogs catching treats. And uh, he has a different philosophy. He decided to just try all the buttons and then read the manual. (laughs) And I must admit, I do the same thing. Anyway, the photos that he does are very, well, sometimes funny uh, when the dogs have tried to catch the treats that are flung at them. And uh, he became a sort of internet sensation. His photos went viral. So I chatted to him how that all happened and uh, how he feels about that being his main career now. Christian, you take beautiful snapshots of dogs, of all sorts of dogs. The ones that you're mostly famous for are schnappschüsse or snapshots, where dogs catch treats. But you also do portraits and other outdoor photos. How did it all start? 
Also auf, auf den Hund gekommen bin ich tatsächlich durch Zufall. Das war so ein Ehenebenbruch. Well, it actually was a coincidence, the, the byproduct of a marriage. At some stage, a dog joined the team and Lotte came into my life. She's a Labrador and is now 13 and a half years old. And that's how I started with my photography. When walking the dog, well, nowadays everyone has a mobile phone, but when I started in 2008 and 2009, the mobile phone cameras weren't as good, and therefore I hauled my SLR camera with me into the woods, and I constantly took photos of my Lotte. That's how my interest in photography started. Schnappschüsse, or snapshots, resulted from wanting to test a new outdoor flash with a big battery to solve the biggest issue for dog photography or any action photography, getting the image in focus. I was really excited. I was just like a little boy when, when it arrived. I wanted to test it out. But it was raining heavily, so I set it up in the living room and wanted to take photos of Lotte while playing around with all the buttons. As a man, you don't need an instruction manual. <laughs> Neither do women. Man braucht als Mann noch keine Bedienungsanleitung. Man braucht auch nicht. Erstmal den Reaktor an. Und dann, was passiert jetzt mit diesem Knopf? First, turn the nuclear reactor on. And then, what does this button do? Anyway, I played with the flash, put Lotte in front of the camera, but as she is so calm and relaxed, I needed to get her moving in order to test action shots. And that's why I started throwing treats at her and turned knobs on the camera to try all the settings. I only realized later, when I reviewed the photos, what the result was, and then tried to reproduce them. No offense to insurance brokers, but like an insurance broker, I first sold my photos to friends, families, and acquaintances. And that's how the ball got rolling. Then the neighbors approached me with, could you take a photo of our dog? That was in 2013, and since 2016, it's been my full-time job. 2016 habe ich mich dann selbstständig gemacht. Mm -hmm. What was the fascination with these photos for you? The snapshots capture a particular moment. Do they reveal something particular, something special to you? Am Anfang war das Bild natürlich spektakel erstmal, ne? wahnsinnig komisch. At first, the photo was primarily a show. The, the images are very funny to look at. They are, depending on the dog, multifaceted and different, and every dog reacts differently. I was reflecting on why I find the pictures so funny. Up to now, I took photos of thousands of dogs, and I haven't lost the interest nor the fun. And I think that at the moment of throwing the treat, the facial expression captured reveals human aspects. I suppose in everyday life we have a hard time to see the human emotions that we wish our dogs had. We fail to see the emotions we project onto the dogs in everyday life. But in these photos we can see joy, panic, greed, desire and loss. It's very funny when the dog doesn't catch the treat. 
oh, drats, I didn't get it. <laughs> Particularly with Labradors. Hat wirklich das Gefühl, man sieht da ein Gesicht, das so sagt, oh, scheiße, ich hab's nicht oder so. Besonders gerne bei Labbys. <laughs> And this emotional aspect creates a tension, which makes it long-lasting. I, for my part, can't get enough of them. I love making them. These snapshots carry a lot of emotions, which you don't notice all the time. Diese Momentaufnahme so einen großen Teil Emotionalität transportiert, die man sonst im Alltag nicht sieht. You said um, Labradors are great. Are there dogs that are uh, more or less photogenic or that are better suited than others? Es gibt sicher Hunde, die gar nicht mitmachen können, weil sie nie Leckerchen zu Hause äh, zugeschmissen bekommen haben. There are certainly dogs that are not as good at catching treats. It's a motor skill. But it doesn't say in the dog license that your dog must be able to catch treats. <laughs> And sometimes I can adjust the situation in the studio. It is basically a reflex. That means they open the mouth somehow if the treat falls on their nose, even if they haven't practiced. But generally all dogs are equally suited. There are technical aspects. For example, if dogs have a hairy snout, they have a lot of fur on top of their nose which shoots up. And you can't see the eyes. You have to work extra hard to get a glimpse of an eye behind the fur because the eye makes the image interesting. An explosion of fur is funny, but in the end, most owners prefer to have eye contact, like in human portraits. So it can be difficult if you don't have a very furry subject. But a Great Dane is not always a guarantee for a good shot, because there's a lot of lip. Sometimes it's the pug or the Frenchie who delivers. Manchmal sind es auch die, der ist der Mops oder der Frenchie, der der richtig abliefert, wie man so schön sagt. Okay, so it's not a particular breed that is important, but maybe the character. Uh, do you get stage hogs? Doch, also jeder zweite Hund ist Rampensau. Aber ich muss sagen, ich bin ja jetzt auch kein kein Dompteur oder Hundeflüsterer oder sowas. Dompteur schon mal gar nicht. For sure, uh, basically every second dog is a stage hog. I have to say, I'm not an animal trainer or animal whisperer, and certainly not an animal tamer. It's really because of the treats. I don't have to be strict. I am the nice guy who has treats falling out of his pockets, sometimes even cheese. So most dogs really enjoy it. I don't have to worry about whether I reward them at the wrong time. It doesn't matter. I need the engagement of the dogs, and I usually get it. <laughs> falschen Stelle belohnt habe. Das ist, also ich brauche das Engagement der Hunde und das, das kriege ich meistens. Das kriege ich meistens. Could you explain how to organize a photo shoot and what it's like? Ähm, relativ einfach, so ein bisschen wie äh, beim äh, Zahnarzt oder beim. Das klingt jetzt nicht gerade sehr. Ich meinte jetzt den rein organisatorischen Teil, den rein organisatorischen Teil. It's pretty easy. It's like Going to the dentist? Well, that does not sound very nice, not very pleasant. I meant the logistical part. <laughs> It won't hurt, I promise. 
simply contact me via telephone, social media, or whatever to say I am interested, to make an appointment, and then we are good to go. I need very little information. We don't need to talk for hours, and afterwards you just pop in and we start. I send out a small brochure outlining what the dog needs to be able to do and how we can get a good result. It's not rocket science, and it's quite uncomplicated for most dogs. I don't need a dog that has been modeling before then. No, no, no. And snapshots is not the only option. But when catching doesn't work, we can do other fun things. Did you ever have a situation where you said, nope, that is not going to work? Jetzt muss ich tatsächlich überlegen. Natürlich ist mir das schon mal passiert. Ich überlege gerade, ob I really have to think about that. Uh, of course, it has happened to me, but I, I'd have to think about it to remember if the customer intended it or not. Most people know if their dog can catch or, or not. At the very beginning, when my photography work wasn't popular, there were clients in the studio, and like at the hairdresser, I asked, what are we going to do today? And they replied, we would like to have a funny picture of my dog, just like the one with the treats. And they pointed to the pictures on the wall. As a reflex, I asked, can the dog catch? Nope. <laughs> I can still remember it today that they said, nope. <laughs> I still had a few things to learn about communication. Daran erinnere ich mich bis heute noch, dass sie sagten, nö. Und in mir keimte natürlich die Frage auf, wie, wie machst du das jetzt? <laughs> I was asking myself, how am I going to do that? It was pretty optimistic. <laughs> On their part, to drive a few kilometers to a photo shoot where the dog is required to catch a treat if the dog can't do it. But we did manage. What is difficult is if the dog is scared of the flash. It's a pretty unusual situation for the dog. We're in a studio, indoors. I can't provide 400 square meters for the dog to get a feeling of a vast expanse. It's an unfamiliar space for the dog, there are umbrellas, and when the flash goes off, there's a beep. If the dog thinks it's a bit spooky, then it could happen that the ears flatten, the tail gets tucked in between the hind legs. As a result, you can't cope within the given time frame. You can't desensitize the dog in 10 minutes, which means the shooting may fail. But luckily, it's only a small percentage of dogs that feel that uncomfortable. Otherwise, we couldn't work professionally. <laughs> If it was 50% of the models who, like Naomi Campbell, says they can't work like this, I couldn't do it professionally. Luckily, I don't work with drama queens. Dann könnte ich damit kein Geld verdienen. Zum Glück betrifft es nur einen kleinen Teil. Okay, also es sind nicht so viele drama queens. Nein, keine drama queens, genau. And where do your clients come from? Mainly from Germany? Ich habe wirklich das, das große Glück, äh, natürlich der Popularität der Bilder im Nacken, äh, dass, dass die Leute auch gewillt sind, einige Kilometer zu fahren. I am very lucky that my pictures are so popular that clients are glad to drive a few kilometers within Germany. For example, from Berlin or Munich. And if you are coming from the Netherlands or Belgium, that's closer than Berlin. <laughs> 
Sometimes clients from the Benelux countries or Switzerland combine the shoot with a family visit or a holiday. So people travel from afar and let's keep our fingers crossed, it stays that way. Also, toi toi toi. Die Leute reisen von weiter an und das finde ich auch sensationell. And you travel yourself, you do like a roadshow. Genau, das Tolle an diesen Bildern ist, zumindest an den Schnappschüssen, Correct. The cool thing about the portraits and the snapshots is that the equipment and setup are portable. All I need to create those photographs, I can pack up and put in a car and go. Some things don't work so well. For example, if somebody says, my dog can catch soap bubbles, I would prefer to shoot that in my studio to get the lighting just right. That's something I can't really do well on tour. Because of that, I limit my services on tour to the portraits and snapshots. Luckily, that's what most people are interested in anyway. I post some locations on my website, and if there's enough interest, I'll book a studio, pack the gear into the car, and off we go. Your photos went viral. How was that time for you? Unbeschreiblich ist jetzt ein lahmes Wort dafür, wenn man von so einem Traktor mit angehangener Walze <lacht> über, überfahren wird. Beyond all description is an understatement. And the workload hit me like a truck. It's an unbelievable story. When you take photos in your own living room, working in an area that you were not trained in, doing your own thing with your head to the ground, grindstone and working alone, That image of the nerd in the basement comes to mind and suddenly it goes boom within just a day or two. Like other hobby photographers, I uploaded my photo to various forums. I was happy to get a few likes, maybe two weeks later a few more. But at some stage my photos went to a photo agency because a journalist contacted me and said it's a great series. And I sent him the series, but didn't realize at the time that the agency he worked for had well-known media outlets as clients. It happened to me before. There are scouts in those forums who look for material and offer you a contract. Therefore, I said, okay, we worked out a deal. I had nothing to lose, so I gave it a go. I have nothing to lose, what you The next day, my photos were in the Huffington Post, the Sun, the Daily Mail, the Times, in some Australian paper and also in some in Germany. They were published in a vast number of papers and naturally made a huge impact on my social media sites. One page shared these photos with the absurd number of 250,000 shares. I can't remember how many million likes. Basically, you go to bed, your mailbox explodes, then a book publisher contacts you, then a calendar company. You just can't cope. You have to take a week's vacation just to answer emails. I still don't know how I felt at the time. Today I am humbled and grateful to be able to do this full time. I really appreciate having work that I enjoy and that I can live from. The photos are popular, but it doesn't mean there is a Ferrari in front of my house. Die Bilder sind populär, aber es ist jetzt nicht so, dass man äh, jetzt äh, Ferrari vor der Tür hat oder yeah. so. Did your friends think you were crazy? 
Nee, die, die Freunde waren tatsächlich die, die äh, mich am ehesten befeuert haben. Mhm. Äh, natürlich ist ein, ein ganz großer Klassiker, ist äh, sowas äh, innerfamiliär dann zu verkünden. Mhm. Man, sitzt, <lacht> man sitzt bei Friends were supportive. To announce something like that in the family is a classic. For example, at a birthday or some other celebration, I announce, Dear all, I have decided to leave my well-paid job at an agency and become a dog photographer. <laughs> Before you actually do it, you can picture it already. The cutlery drops, followed by a dead silence. <laughs> it wasn't actually that bad. Of course, I did get some comments like, Are you sure you want to do that? But I had a bit of a transition time. It wasn't that sudden. My family noticed the popularity of the photos, and I had requests by clients. So it wasn't so dramatic. Aber ich hatte schon etwas Vorlaufzeit. Also die Popularität der Bilder waren dann auch mal in der Familie angekommen. Und ich hatte natürlich dann auch entsprechende Anfragen, dass Leute gekommen sind und gesagt haben, fotografierst du meinen Hund für Geld? Und ja, dann war der Sprung nicht mehr so weit und nicht mehr so dramatisch. That was Christian Fehler, dog photographer. What a funny guy. I mean, if I was a dog, <laughs> I would pull face without trying to catch uh, some food because he's so funny. I think he's really funny to the dogs as well. If you want to see more, know more about him, go on to his website. It's called Fehler, that's V-I-E-L-E-R-Photography.com. He also has an Instagram account, Photography. And I think he's got about more than 150,000 followers, so join in. And as I said, I think he's a very, very passionate dog photographer. Yeah, when I talked to him, you could really pick that up, that he was so happy that he could turn his passion into his full-time job. And um, I think he doesn't sound like he's going to get sick of it. No, it doesn't sound like it. And what a great thing it is when you can turn your passion into money, I have to say here. I'm sure this is a full-time business. Now, Katja, I found a passionate person as well in America, in Portland. She's a writer and uh, she has written a book for dogs. I will tell you more about that one. Her name is Sassafras Lowry. She has three dogs and they are her, my top dogs. my life with three amazing dogs. Um, my oldest is Mercury. He is 17 years old. He's turned 17 this summer. He is uh, my retired service dog and he absolutely means the world to me. He has saved and changed my life in so many ways. He is uh, only about 10 pounds, but he is tiny and very mighty. Uh, my middle dog is uh, named Charlotte, and she is a former street dog. She uh, is rescue, who's somewhere between nine and probably 11 years old, and she is absolutely my inspiration. She has gone from a street dog to she now has her champion trick dog title. She's one of the smartest, most amazing dogs I've ever known. Um, very special needs and incredible. And my youngest 
uh, is serious and she is two and a half years old. She's in Newfoundland. So she is ginormous and is so much fun. She also is a champion trick dog. We train and compete in tricks and rally obedience and have a whole lot of fun together swimming and playing. My world really revolves around these three dogs. I'm lucky enough that I am a dog rider. I get to spend my day with them and um, I can't imagine my world without them love to do things with the dogs. We travel a lot. We actually moved uh, cross country in a in a car with all three dogs and three cats. So that was quite exciting. But one of our favorite things to do in the summer is to go to the river together or to the beach together. And all the dogs love to swim. My youngest surfs. He has a, a floaty shaped like a shark. Uh, and he is the, my smallest, excuse me, my oldest dog. He surfs on his float while the two big dogs swim in the water so we are we are quite the spectacle um, together but that was sassafras lowry you said she was passionate so that could mean we will hear more of her yeah much more that's next week in our next episode she's a teenage runaway Uh, to become an award-winning writer. She has written books, quite a few books by now. She uh, is a dog writer for magazines. She writes about different things dog-related. One article actually is she gives advice what kind of tattoos you should have or not have as a dog lover. Very interesting. But she also wrote a book for dogs, Bedtime Stories for Rescue Dogs, William to the Rescue. It's a picture adventure book, and that's what we will be talking about next time. Top Dog On Spot Challenge. So, what have we got today? Well, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say, Adrian, we have nothing. Really nothing? Nada. Zilch, zero. <laughs> that is um. Oh. Ooh, saved by the bell. Right on time. Hello, who have we got there? Hello, hello, it's me, Hans. How is it going? And me, Gunther. Hello, Katia. Hello. <laughs> hello, Hans. Hello, Gunther. Hello. Who are you? Uh, Adrian. Why are you with Katia? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, well... Gunther, uh, stop it. You're always so rude. No, I'm not. I'm just... I mean, what's what's his name? I mean, who he thinks he is? I totally can't just... I mean, what about Katya? Katya, 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 always Katya. Is there anything else in that little brain of yours? Jeez. Hans, Gunther, please. Would your dog Frederica like to try that challenge again? Uh, yes, in a minute. But first, I have to say, the interview with that photographer before, the one who takes pictures of dogs, you know, it was, hmm, how shall I put this? It was um, very um, challenging in a way. Oh, what? Hang on. You said to me that this is ridiculous. Everybody can do it. Throw some biscuits at the dog, press the button and make a lot of money. Uh, what? Yes, no, 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 yes. Uh, what I meant is that we would like to... Um, do it too. Yeah, that's what I meant. <clears throat> huh. Well, are you sure you can do that? No, he can't. Are you sure you can capture the right expressive moment of your dog's face? Yes, I can. No, he can't. 
Yes, I can. No, you cannot. Why are you stabbing me in the back now? Why don't you show us, Hans? You have your dog Frederica with you, I assume. You have a camera in your phone. But I don't have any dog biscuits, no dog food. Of course we do. We just bought this one kilo dog food in the can. It wasn't special. Give it a go then. Instead of Frederica saying the challenge, which, well, she can't do that anyway, since she is a non-barking Basenji, you could take a great picture of her. That's a different kind of a challenge. <sighs> well said, Katya. Beautiful. Do what she says, Hans. All right, all right. Put Frederica over there on the edge of the fountain and I will take a picture, okay? Easy peasy. Come on, Frederica. Come on. Good girl. Good girl. Come on. Come on. No, no, no. Sit, sit, sit. I say. Today, please. No, no. Stay. Stay, I said. Say, hey, look at me. Look at me. Gunta, <laughs> come here. You take the picture. And I sit next to Frederica, holding hey, her. I'm coming. Okay, okay. Sit. Be a good girl. You will get a biscuit in a minute. What are you talking about? We don't have any biscuits, only canned food. See, she's sitting. Good. We are ready now. I'm holding her tight. All right. Sit tight. I'm throwing the food now. No, not the can. Are you crazy? <laughs> Now, the photo with the flashlight. Ah, you blinded me! Ah, I can't see! <laughs> help, help, help! What's that? What's that? What's that? My pants! Oh, it's Frederica! Let go! Oh, no. Oh, she's doing it again. Hey, stop it, Frederica! Let go! Let go! Come on! No, no, she's running away! Hey, go and get her! Go and get her! Don't make Stop my hat! Well, it's quite obvious that it's not as easy as they thought, is it? No, I think they overestimated their abilities. Yeah, probably the wrong food, I would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, God, I think, I, think, I think they're gone. They're not coming back anymore. Well, okay, let's um, hang up. They're not coming back. You're right. This is actually a good idea. We leave it open to what kind of challenge dogs should be exposed to. Yeah, I think we should do that because, uh, I mean, that's already a challenge to have an inobedient dog making you sit still and 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 sort of uh, manage to catch a kilo of dog food in a can. <laughs> so I think uh, it should be any challenge actually for anyone, any animal or any human, whatever. So if you would like to have a go, send us an email Woof woof at topdog.space. This is the end of our show. All I can say is thanks for having us. And tell your friends about our podcast. Listen to us on www.topdog.space. Or find us in your favorite podcast app or podcast portal. All I say now is bye bye. And say hello to your mum from me and your dog. I will. 